Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Um, this is the last cassette. I'm nothing but your host. All right, John Richard, straight up from over here. Sci-fi say, everybody, it's your girl, Egyptia. We are back. I, I just want to take a moment and say happy belated Models Day for all of my models out there. So, how was, did y'all do anything for Mother's Day, Rich? Um, yeah. I mean, you know, gave her her, her favorite pizza and a card, you know. Okay, you know what's funny? I saw her post what she said. <laughs> I'm not trying to be ungrateful, but y'all can miss me with the cards and the flowers. I said, Daniel. <laughs> hey, man, you're going to have to charge that to the game now. <laughs> but, hey, what did you give her? You gave her pizza and a card. I'm dead. <laughs> hey, look, man, it's, it's the first of the month, man. We got it. It's bills got to get paid. Bills first. You know, as I'm looking at it, bills first. Let me take care of things you got to take care of, and then what's left is you. So. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah, so. What else? Like, what else? All I did is take my sister out to eat, my sister and my nephew out to eat. We're actually doing Mother's Day in July for my mom. So, yeah, we're flying her out. Um, for the whole month, so that's gonna be cool. So that's like, I guess, her belated mother's gift, I guess. So, yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, I didn't really do nothing else. Oh, yeah, and my best friend had her baby, so I finally am a godmother to a beautiful, beautiful little boy named Saya. And um, he actually, she actually went into labor on Mother's Day, and she gave birth to him um, on Monday, Monday morning. So it was that was phenomenal. It was great. So she became yeah, a mother so, somewhat on Mother's Day. Yeah, she became a mother somewhat on Mother's Day. Yeah, I tell you what, I was tired as hell though because she woke me up at two fifty three. She was like, "Girl, it is about that time," and I rushed over there, and I did not get back home until about nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good, man. Shout, shout, shout out to uh, Samari for, for finally popping out that baby. Because I know that was yes, a lot, honey. man. It knows a lot. Yes, yes, yes. Pushing out that baby out the coochie crib. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Kind of explicit. Yeah, kind of explicit, man. <laughs> Very explicit. Okay, so we got the quote of the week. Yes, so you. quote of the week. Um, I decided to go ahead and just quote. Uh, the quote that I actually posted on all of our social media, if anybody saw, um, I've been listening to this panel on YouTube called The Great Bond, and they have just been so uh, motivated by controversial issues in the black community, and this really stood out to me. Um, so, black women are not angry, quote-unquote. Black women have to constantly defend themselves, learn the difference. Um, it is the most important thing, especially for, um, especially black men, mm -hmm. people in general, and people outside of the black community, black women, we are not angry. We are constantly having to defend ourselves from the that our ancestors have had to, and we carry the burden of our ancestors every day, and we carry the issues of of our black people and our black men on our shoulders. Mm -hmm. So every day we have to walk with the armor on and everybody thinks that we're just angry. That we're just ungrateful or constantly dissatisfied. That is not the case. We constantly have to be the strong one. We're constantly having to be the forefront of everything when it comes to black life. So of course there's going to be some pushback. Of course there's going to be some aggressiveness. But you know... As black women, that's one thing that I've realized. We're never looked at as gentle or as tender as white women or Latin women. You know, we always have, we're always looked at as like the bull, the dog, and we're constantly left behind. And that's something that I, I really want people to realize that we're not angry. Uh -huh. aggressiveness, aggressiveness that we have is defense. That's what it is. Constantly having to defend our honor, our body. I, I, our spirit, our soul, our hair, everything. I mean, I totally agree. I think so. you may, and that's in the retrospect what you were saying, is that you, you posted that, right? And you have got, you received some backlash from black males. Uh, can you kind of elaborate yes. on what, 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 yes. what, you know, what transpired in that post? 
Yes, so um, so actually it was the post that I had made before this one. I had stated that um, black men have to address their anti-blackness. Um, and one of, uh, one of our, one of this guy that I went to middle school with to try to say that, you know, how, how are black men anti-black? And I said, well, you know, a little guy hopper, let me school you. So I basically went down, you know, from way back in the day until now, letting him know that, you know, it was a constant thing that having a white woman or a light skinned woman that's closest to white was elevation. That is anti-blackness right there, and also black. A lot of black men still this think that they don't want to be with a black woman because of our aggression, our attitude. So they rather be with a white woman because she is docile, she is um, more submissive. Okay. Um. So, and he tried to basically say that me stating that statement is anti-blackness in itself because I'm adding negativity. I said, hold up. Hold up now. I'm the most pro-black woman that will ever meet in your life. I stand and I walk and I talk everything for black people all day. And, you know, I told him, I said, you know, I stand for that. And one of the things that we have to do as well, for us to fix any issues, we have to talk about the negative. We can't just be all cool by God, just say positive shit and that's it. No, we have anti-blackness that is into our community and it's not just for black girls it's not just for because it's, it's something that i realized too that you know um a lot of anti-blackness i feel like it's very great it's a blame on black hmm. when it, a, a lot of times black men perpetuate anti-blackness for instance the hip-hop community we're letting white girls with fat asses come into the hip-hop um, again, video fixes that are non-black coming in, having black bodies or building their black bodies. You know, these gatekeepers are, you know, of hip-hop or black men and they're letting white women come in. So, that being said, there's a lot of anti-blackness amongst a lot of black men. And he tried to say that, you know, trying to tell me that I, I'm being anti-interracial relationships. And he's stating that, um, and I let him know that you know, black women are the most forgotten, the most left behind. And he said that, and, and the most disrespected. He said, are you guys disrespected? Yes, but not always. Then he tried to also say that um, interracial relationship does not take the African blood because of the fact that there's still that African blood, you know, along with the man being with someone outside of the community. I said, wait a minute, it's still not 100% African blood. I said, and this is me speaking as someone who doesn't have a hundred percent African blood. I come from a biracial. I think I'm even saying this, and and it's like he, you know, I'm saying he was like, well, all of my guy friends, you know, love black women, and that this is another thing that I hate that black men do. Whenever we try to keep uh, keep you know black men accountable for things that they do, they want to say, well, I'm not that way. My friends are not that way. So it's impossible that it's that way. Just because you're a, a, a group that loves black women doesn't mean that there's not another group that hates us that are our black men. I think in regards to that, because I end up reading the post after you. Um, mm -hmm. This is this is why I feel like there's distance between the black women and the black men. Right, mm -hmm. we have this kind of thing where we tend to sweep things under the rug and say it's okay. Right, that's uh -huh. what we tend to do. Right, reason why I feel like the black women are always disrespected, mostly disrespected, is that out of every group, right, the stereotypes that a black woman gets ratchet ghetto. Uh -huh. She always gonna be. She's uh -huh. a single. She's a single parent, right, and she's always looked at uh -huh. as a whole world thought. We go into the movie uh -huh. industry, right. The portrayal of black women are usually the same. You're either the big mama or something going on with your baby father. Now, we, this is what this is portrayed in the, in, in, in the movie scene. We go to music, right? What 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 music do they, they think black women are supposed to you know inhibit? A soulful music and very sexual. That's that that is the image in which a black woman is, is being seen. Um in, in, in the media, in regards to it, in, in, in regards to entertainment. Now, here we go in the real world, right? Here we go into the non-entertainment business. While black women get paid less than white women, 
fact, uh-huh. right? But black women are the most educated group. Fact. Uh-huh. How black women are not not seen as a power of authority, or, or, or not seen as their social status is not high as the, um, their black their counterpart males, black men, or nothing close to you know their white counterparts. So this 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 is the evidence we have, right? It's not the point. It's not the point that we're against interrelationship, right? That we we so want the black woman to be God, because a lot of people mis misinterpret when we said that I shows that you know, the black woman is be God. They misinterpret, you know, interpret that. Reason why we're saying is that is that this woman birthed the world. She birthed the world, but is constantly disrespected by media, by the news, by anything. We just had a pregnant black woman shot and killed, seven months pregnant, shot and killed. We just had that. Now, going to some place that's, that's, that's her own building, we constantly have these examples. Constantly. Constantly. But here we are saying that, you know what? We love black women. Yeah. You love black women, but you praise white women. Thank you. I think that's what that's I mean that's that's the hear me out. Right? The type of I remember in the early two thousands, right? If anybody can remember in the early two thousands until like probably after two thousand and ten, right? The essence of what beauty were or was, excuse me, was never the dark skinned woman. It was always the light skin to white to Puerto Rican to uh, the mixed culture. It was never the darker you got, the more guys didn't find you attractive. And this is the early 2000s. The prettiest girls were always the light skinned women. Exactly. And just like, exactly. And, and, and you know, that's what we, that's what we seem to constantly see this, this, the disrespect. When somebody could go to me and say, well, you're pretty for a dark skinned girl. You see, you see what I'm saying, and it's not just not just you. It's it's it's, it's, multi, it's multiple, but what? But it's constant, right? If you address a certain issue and people don't like you talking about the issue, they want to deter it and send it to somewhere else. Because I say that black women are mostly disrespected. Well, I mean, all women are disrespected, and we constantly have this issue. For example, right. Remember, do we remember where Black Lives came out, right? Black Lives Matter came out. Right. Now, this led to a bunch of other Lives Matter shit. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about the black people getting killed. For example, they had a whole slogan for Blue Lives Matter. Blue Lives Matter. But a lot of these blue lives, the people who matter, are killing the black lives that matter. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. So this is the point. We could say all lives matter, right? But if the black people are the only ones that's getting killed and murdered in the United States today, then, then where are the rest of the lives? Are the rest of the lives coming to help? No, they're not. And I'm not saying that they're not good people from the other side. I'm not saying that. I'm saying majority of them are not coming over here and sticking up for what's right. They're not. Uh-huh. We've seen countless of police brutality. Just the other day, a man just getting arrested. They try to arrest him in his own yard, and walking around his own yard. Assaulted too, exactly. You see what I'm saying? Another black man getting arrested for playing basketball. We have multitude of these things going on, but yet, but yet, as soon as we mention something that say, "Look, black people, we need to stick for black people," all right. I understand you you want to be friends with white people, that's fine. I'm not disputing that. But I'm telling you, what's going on with our community is not going on with everybody else's community. In our previous episode, we had a conversation. We had a conversation with our guests, right? And the question was, if we were at war, right? Who what would you describe yourself first as? Well, not at war. What would you describe yourself first as? Would you describe yourself first as black? Or you describe yourself first as gay, right? And so the alarming thing was the person described himself as gay before they were black. Now you peel back that curtain and I ask people the same question. Are there races in the LGBT community? Yes. So you rather side with the racist 
than your own black people. Side with your own people, exactly. And that's and we constantly have those same issues. The issues is not mm-hmm. us being against white men, right? And we know the white man does bad things, right? I'm not gonna call the white man the devil. Because for me to call a white man the devil is to put him on the pedestal. You see what I'm saying? I'm not gonna do that. Everybody else can do that, but I'm not gonna do that. I know that the devil would rage a war on God, and me being a human, I know I can't rage a war on God, but the devil raised a war on God, so that put him over me. I can't do that. That man's a human. Alright? Now let me get back to my premise. My point is this. My point is black people have to take ownership of black people right now. We have to look ourselves in the mirror and say, you know what? Before anything, before anything, I am black first. A lot of people will disagree and say, well, you're human first. We're human first. Yes, I'm not saying that we're not human. I'm saying the scope of this life, of this paradigm we're in right now, is that we are black first because of the system that, we, that we're in. Uh-huh. Let, me, let me tell you something. When people go out, Right, they go out wherever the fuck you want to go to the gas station, the fucking CVS, Walmart, the fuck you want to go. People will clench their purse or their pearls tight when they're around black people. When it's mostly the white people that's out here doing the mass murdering, that's robbing you, that's killing you. The white and and this is what's so frustrating with me is that black people. I'm not saying black people don't do crazy shit. We do, right? We do. But the ones that's taking your social security, the one that's taking all your money from grandma, the one that's fucking up this whole country, are not the black people. So stop clenching your purse when you see a black person. Because I have a hoodie, because I have a do-rag. Exactly. Because my pants sag. Look, you need to be watching these other guys. This this, this, this is a perfect segue to what we're about to talk about. Um, CNN just released an article. Right, I send it to you. CNN just released an article talking about why are we, why the United States, why we're not treating white supremacy in the same scope as we're treating um, terrorism. Terrorism, exactly, because it, it is, it is terrorism. And I remember I posted, I shared it on Facebook, and I said, terrorism is not coming from court unquote illegal immigrants. It is coming from American citizens. Let that sink in. It's, but it's hard for people to wrap their head around. Let me, let me, let me, let me can I, can I, can I paint a picture, picture right quick? Oh yeah, paint it, okay. paint it, Picasso, paint All right. it. Let me paint a picture. All right. So after this, you know, reading the article, um, most of the last mass shootings were from people who renounced themselves as white supremacists. Right, it's mm-hmm. factual. Yep. Right, this is factual. I'm not making this up. Absolutely, and it's been more like I watched the video that came along with that article. It is way more than I, I even studied, that I even researched. I was like, wait, it's been that many. It is. It is. It is an astounding amount of numbers. We have the things that went down in Charlottesville. A whole group of um, white nationalists. Right, they have a website. The KKK have a headquarters. Listen to me. The KKK have a headquarters in North Carolina. Uh-huh. This is this, not far away from us. This is not it's not far. And so this is what we have to deal with. But we're not wanting to target them as being terrorists because they supply most of the money that goes to the White House. And this is something we don't want to talk about. And everybody, you know, CNN wrote this article, want to know why. This that's the answer. The answer is that most of the politicians are part of these organizations. When we have the president that constantly, constantly sets fire to the white supremacy, this is what we have. It's okay to be a racist now. It's okay to not black black people. Just earlier today, right? Yeah. Today, there was two um, white supremacist guys, right? They killed a black man at a grocery store, right? Now, they are not going to trial because the court said they are incompetent. Wait, wait, what? They're they are, incompetent. They are incompetent. And so this is what we have. We have when people make hateful crimes and then we turn around and say they're incompetent. We had a guy. Incompetent how? Like what, what, did... what did they do to these men to say they are incompetent? They're white. <laughs> it's anything with you're white, you get a pass. You get a pass. You get a pass. 
Wow. And when people say, no, that's not the way, it's just a system, you gotta let it. Yo, if the system constantly tells me if you're white, you're gonna get a pass, guess what I'm gonna believe? If you're white, you're gonna get a pass. They said these people, these men were incompetent. When we have a black man walking down midtown Manhattan, just walking, Mr. Kaufman, he was walking. And when he's and then when he's walking, he gets stabbed by a sword through his chest. Gets stabbed again. Constantly gets stabbed by a man from Maryland who says he's coming up, he's coming to New York to start a race war. These are constantly happening. And it's not the point of black people are, are out here killing. Yes, do, do black people kill each other? Yes, we do. God damn. That's the only excuse you white people are gonna say. Oh, but they love, they love to say that. It's black on black crimes. Oh we're not, yeah, God. we're not disputing that. But it's also white on white crimes, Asian on Asian crimes, whatever fucking color. It's crimes against for everybody. Yes, I mean this crime so people in Africa killing each other. What the fuck is your point? That's what I try to ask white people. What is your point? And if you guys, you guys' criminal rates are immensely more, immensely higher than any other crimes that's happening in this world amongst other races. By far, by far, by far, by far. I mean, let, let's be honest. Let's be honest. You know that we always talk about. Whatever your ancestors did or felt, you also carry that with you. So what does that show? That white people have been the most barbaric creatures since the beginning of time. Can't argue with that. Because <laughs> you can't argue with facts. <laughs> the thing is, you Let's can't argue honest. with facts. Let's be honest. You can't they argue with facts. Barbaric race. So they want to say that it's black people that are, that are more barbaric or, or Hispanics that are more barbaric. No, they are. You guys have created the most uncomfortable, most violent-driven world ever. I think... It was even worse is that they make only 8% of the race in the world, and yet they have the most violence since the beginning of time. Crazy. <laughs> Fucking yeah, crazy. Seriously. Fucking crazy. Exactly. Man. You want to talk about all oh, this black-on-black crime, this... You know, of Latinos doing. Oh, come on, man. Let's take it back to your great, 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 great. Grandma, Let's take it back grandma. to when you guys, when you guys left Africa and mutated. Your mutated ass to be barbaric as hell. It was killing and eating each other, okay? And then brought that shit over to where the fuck we were at. And then you still continue to be barbaric as hell with your white supremacist mindset. Let's cut the bullshit, white people. Let's cut the bullshit. Come on. Now, I'm making a disclaimer. Now, now, I'm not saying that all white people are evil. But what we're just saying that majority of them are. Majority do side I'm with sorry. the side. I'm sorry. Exactly. I, I, and I don't care to say most, whatever, and to be politically correct. I don't care about being politically correct. I'm sorry, but if the shoe fit, lace that motherfucker up. <laughs> but there are, there are some good white people. Like Gary Webb. Gary, Gary Webb was a good white person. What Gary Webb did, exposing um, that the CIA and the government was knowingly sending crack cocaine into the black communities. He exposed yes, absolutely, it. So, absolutely, yes. You know, so oh, it, is, I didn't know. I didn't know that it, this came from a white man. Which yeah, is, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, Gary Webb, Gary Webb. So there was some, you know, good white guys. I'm not. I'm not going to just, you know, damage all of them. But most of you motherfuckers, most of you. <laughs> until otherwise, until otherwise, on my bad list. Um. So this is going to lead to my other segment we have going on. So earlier this week, uh, well today, pretty much this the abortion ban was passed. In Alabama. Uh And part Uh of this abortion ban is that it doesn't matter if you've been raped, if it's incest, Uh uh, it's illegal to have an abortion. Also, for a man to have, what's what's that procedure? Man, they call his. his, uh, Yeah. Yeah. If you have a vasectomy as a man, yeah, that is is a felony now in um, Alabama. Now, for all these motherfuckers who say they're pro-life or whatever the fuck you think you are, right? Think about this. There are people that's out here that's getting raped and that is getting pregnant. And now, think about this now. You just stopped that person from saving their life. There are, there's an 11-year-old girl right now that cannot get abortion 
after she got raped because of this man. It's a lady old girl right now, today. What happens with the women when they're pregnant, right? That the baby is causing them death. Now they have the baby, two people die. What, what, what goes on with them? This is the problem. The problem is we tend to put our religious views in regards to abortions. Right? Uh-huh. People tend to do that, right? That's what, that's, what it, that's what it is. Not knowing that everybody's story is different. I'm on the side for whatever is right for that person. If you know you're poor, right? Having a baby is not going to be the right thing. And yes, there are adoptions. But guess what? Babies do not get adopted right away. They don't get, they don't get adopted right away. What happens is they go into the system. And a lot of these nappy-headed, coarse-haired babies or kids, they do not get adopted. They become part of the system until they're exactly. 18, right? And when they're 18, guess what the system do? It kicks them out. Yes. So we, we tend without, to... Without any backing. Yeah. So we tend to believe that, well, you can have the baby and you put up for adoption. Now, I have a baby, I put up for adoption. The baby goes nowhere. The baby part of the system, now the baby's life is damaged. Now what? You just ruin somebody's life. Versus, you know what? I can't take care of this child. Let me go and terminate the pregnancy. I think that is the most proactive decision you can make. We tend to have the government do so much for us that we tend not to care what the fuck they want us to do. Uh, you see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. The government wants you to have a baby when you need to have a baby. No, not when you need to have When they want you to have a baby. Not when you want to have a baby. And then these pro-life people want to say, well, you shouldn't have sex. Okay, but then, if you, but 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 if you say the things like, give me, I'll give you an example. If you say if you don't want to have a baby, you shouldn't have sex, right? That's what they say, right? If you don't want to have cancer, you should eat all the fast food restaurants, right? And if I constantly say that to you, and said, and they may get mad if you say it because you're bullying, right? That's a new term, right? Bullying. If I say, well, you're a fat ass. You're fat ass. You're fucking fat ass. You always gonna be a fucking fat ass because you always eat a fucking hamburgers, cheeseburgers. You fucking fat piece of shit. Now I'm bullying, right? Because I'm trying to say how to live your life, telling you to stop, forcing you, trying to force you to stop. That's what I feel like they're doing with this abortion ban. They're forcing women to have babies where the women are not prepared to have the babies. So. That's my little tranquility about that. Yeah, see, and, and somebody, so one of my, uh, one of my coworkers actually posted this, and, and I love this, if you were regards to the ban. Um, she states, uh, you know what, bisexuality is irreversible. Why not just make all men get that? And then, if they're truly ready to be fathered, then undo that. But that, you have a problem with that? When you have a pro- you have, you're having problems with this? Yes, you're right. It's wrong to regulate men's body like that. Think about abortions in that in that. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, that's fucking perfect. Yeah. And that's perfect. Like, wow. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, she's, she's, she's literally like the most liberal, the most liberal white girl I think I've ever met in my life. It's I think, so funny. But yeah, when people like, this is perfect. I think, I think in regards to this, instead of doing abortion bans, what we should do, we should work on more contraceptives in regards to males' birth control, right? If we put more emphasis on the male birth control, then maybe we could somewhat prevent it. Well, not, well, not prevent, excuse me. We could decrease the amount of abortions. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. We, we could decrease that. Um, and I understand that contraceptives, all contraceptives are, are, are not you know easy to obtain, which they are, but to some people they're not easy to obtain. Um, we, we could easily give it out for free. Let me give you an example, right? The United States, our Department of Defense gets what, 1.2 billion? They get a lot of money, right? Yeah. They cut the the educational cost, right? Yes, they did. All right, they cut educational costs, right? But we give more money to this. And, um, yeah, so, so the government wants more dumb people to carry guns. 
That's basically the whole point. Well, yes, that's true. But we need to put more money into the healthcare system and help prevent these things. If you're so much against abortions, you should put your money into contraceptives. Contraceptives and education, because when you are more educated and you're more knowledgeable, you make dumb decisions. Yeah. And still, there's still things that happen to women. Like, for instance, rape. Yeah, 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 yeah that's when what I'm saying. Things rape. Happen, when these things happen, that's still not education. Rape or, or, or incest. Well, well yes. yeah, it's kind of like the same thing, but this, this, this is what happens. You know, and I feel that a lot of politicians, uh, which are, all right, I'm going to say it just like this, man. You know what? <clears throat> I got to break this down to two, two different categories, right? So we have the strong Christians, right? Which is against uh-huh. abortions. We have that. And on the other hand, we have the soul woke society in which, you know, they're against abortions as well. All right? Uh-huh. Now, each of these people have somewhat the same view in regards to it, uh-huh. right? The black people said, what is damaging our woman's body? The Christians said, well, it's a sin. So they kind of have somewhat of the same kind of view in regards to this. Now, right. none of these views... Either or, either one, excuse me, talks about in a sense of the woman. I just think that when more people read the stories of why women get abortions versus their own religious beliefs, they will kind of understand. So, I don't fuck with Alabama. I never fucked with Alabama. I always thought Alabama was a racist state. Um, I mean, it is. So, I mean, I know some good people there. You know, I was a man when I was in the military, but I still think Alabama is a racist state. Um, and now Georgia is trying to pass something similar like that, similar to so, it. They better not come to South Carolina with, South Carolina with this bullshit. Uh, you like, think, you think they're, 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 they're not? Shit, it's South Carolina. I'm pretty sure they fucking are. But Georgia has passed something like that, and now a lot of movie studios are leaving Georgia due to it. So oh, Georgia is losing really? a lot of money because of this. So, really? If Georgia was smart, they would say, all right, we're just bullshitting with y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> nah, we psych, psych, we play, we play. Yeah, Come yeah, back. yeah, Come yeah, back. yeah, yeah. So, then we're going down. All right, so that's oh, the abortion ban. Oh, my God. So, next thing, let's jump into something a little bit lighter. So, Aisha Curry, I mean, ugh, everybody's been more crazy on social media about Aisha Curry and her comment on the Red Table Talk. You've been hiding under a rock. Basically, what happened is, um, by the way, can I be honest with you? I ain't never seen that many light-skinned people on one fucking panel in my goddamn life. I said, shit is bright as fuck on this damn screen. Yeah, there's Anyways, a lot of light-skinned girls out there. I said, damn. And then, and then Curry's mama, she might as well be fucking white. But anyways. Um, Curry's so anyways, bad, I Curry, so, <laughs> You said what? She looks good. She looks good. She looks real good. Damn yeah, she, good. She's beautiful. Yeah, she's gorgeous. She's really, really pretty. So, um, and for her to be, what, 53, I was like, whoa, you look great. But, so, they basically brought up, you know, dealing with groupies. Um, you know, how Seth Curry's mom had to deal with it back in the, what, the 70s? Am I, am I right? 70s, 80s? Maybe yeah, 60s? Somewhere around that. They're not that old. Yeah, somewhere around that, that, that 80s. And, you know, in 80s, yeah. Um, and how, you know, and everybody talked about um, the issue that they did have with groupies. And Aisha Curry talked about, you know, how, you know, sometimes she sees her husband having all these groupies and she's just not seen and how sometimes, you know, she gets no male attention. And sometimes she wonders, like, you know, is something wrong with me? Am I not attractive? And things of that nature. So everybody started, you know, kind of going in a uproar and being like, ah, see, that's why you can never give, you give a woman everything and she still complains, you know, because Seth Curry is tall, handsome, mm-hmm. he's, you know, a Christian, God-fearing, God-loving, he's faithful. You know, we don't know. We don't really know what he does behind closed doors, let's be honest. Um, but he seems to be a good stand-up man. Everything that a woman wants, right? Six feet plus, got coins, like nobody's business, loves his family, loves his kids, loves his wife. Why would you complain, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so a lot of people were just bashing her about this. So, um, I, I wanted to know, you as um, a married man, 
when my, what my opinion was of it, when I got asked, I, I, my opinion was, this is why I always say, people that are young should not be together too young and try to do grown folks things mm-hmm. when she's younger than age. Because Aisha's been with this man since she was a teenager. Mm-hmm. She never got to have that from, from because I always, I always say this, woman and man, between the ages of 18 to 22, is very vital. Because this is when you, um, of course, have adult responsibilities, but not as much responsibilities, especially if you're in college. Mm-hmm. So this is when you're supposed to be, you know, seeing things, meeting different people, having deep, different experiences, and, ha- and, and also having sexual experiences. Because then, once you get into your mid-20s and into your 30s, you know what you want, you know what you like, you know what you don't like. And when that man or that woman comes to you, and they're giving you that attention. You don't need attention from a plethora of other people because you you had that time from eighteen to twenty two, those four years to just fuck around. That's why I always say young people need to stop trying to do grown people things. Live, learn, meet people, and then settle down and then meet somebody. Calm the hell down was the rush. So I I believe that that's what she suffered. One, two, I also believe that she's been slut shaming a lot, like basically saying, Oh, you know, look at me, I'm Christian and, and I'm so homey and, and I have my, my skirt down to my ankles and my toes and you know, I have my buttons up to my neck. You know, why aren't you pose, you know, not dressed more, you know, demure? And so everybody doesn't look at her as a sexual person, as being sexy. Mm-hmm. But now that you are, now you're 30, right? Mm-hmm. That light switch came on and you're like, I don't want to be this, you know, husband, puffy, and stuffy person anymore. Like, why does anybody look at me? It's like, it makes them like to look at my husband. Well, you kind of put that on yourself. Come on. So I wanted to ask you, Rich, like, what, what do you think? You know, as a married man, um, you met Ariel. I mean, you met Ariel as you guys, you guys were, like I said, it was the after the 22 mark. So you did all the stuff that you were supposed to do before. You did all the stuff that she was supposed to do before. So it was kind of easier for you guys to, like, be in that romantic relationship. And kind of, things went fast, but it was okay because you guys basically did it all. And there was no need to, like, still see what else is out there. So what's your opinion on what she said? <laughs> um, you know... I'm trying my best to kind of articulate it the best way, uh, best way I know how. Um, and probably this will probably be the easiest one I could say. I look at. I feel like you about to say something real. No, I mean, all right. So we had. Remember when everybody knows the song with Darnell Jones, right? You know, say when you love someone, you just don't treat them bad. Okay. Yes. So. Alright, so I, I, I would like to retract back to that song to explain my 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 my, my, my view. Um, mm-hmm. So the part of the song, the song was, if she give me some time, I could be the man she needs. But there's a lot of lust inside of me because we've been mm-hmm. together since our teenage years. All right, I really don't mean to hurt her, but I need some time to be alone. So we have Aisha Curry, right? And in all defense, right, she does mean well. She do mean well, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when you've been with somebody for a long time, since your teenage years, is what you're talking about, it was just like what we're saying. You never, she never got a chance to have that whole stage. And I'm not saying that you should be a hoe, but what I'm saying is that you should have a, a stage where you do, you know, you date around. Because yes. if you don't do it early, guess when you do it? Late. And then exactly. we, I know somebody who's doing that right now. Got married, got married early, and now guess where she's at? She's hoeing around town. Uh-huh. And that's the fact. I think Aisha Curry, and, and you know, and all, like I said, she loves Steph Curry. Steph Curry loves her. They got three beautiful kids, right? But just like this being said, Steph, she doesn't have a work. She doesn't have to work one day in her life no more. Her parents are set, right? If she wants, she want to got a boob job. Listen to this now. She said she was going through postpartum. She didn't feel sexy. She want to got a boob job. Boob job was bad, right? It was botched. Now her boobs look worse than it was before, right? She oh, said this. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Hold up now. I'm sorry. 
Tristan, who said women stop being thighs. Really? She got a boob job, huh? She went and got a boob job. She said she wasn't feeling attractive. So this these are constant things of Aisha Curry, right? And it's not as it's very she's very contradicting. It, that's she my point. Me a lot of my old Christian friends that I have, I, and I think you know who I'm talking about too. The white one. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, but this is but this is what we have though is that she 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 wants you to be herself. She wants to be herself. She wants to do this cooking shows and she got do what you need to do. Be great. But you can't say that you're not looking for guys' attention and then you're gonna get a boob job because you don't feel sexy. But you're not looking for guys' attention. You see what I'm saying? And I think this is the problem where a lot of people who are trying to like take up for you take an offer, that's fine. I understand that. Every woman, if Steph Curry would have said the things that she said, they would have destroyed Steph Curry. Yeah. We want we want things to be on an equal plane. That's it. I'm saying this. Oh my God. She doesn't feel sexy, yeah. right? She doesn't feel sexy, right? Guys are not paying attention to her as much as girls are paying attention to Steph, so she wants to get her boob job done. The boob job was botched. Now she had to live with a botched boob job. Well, she probably got to change because Steph Curry makes big man. But this is what she has. This is this is what it is. It's these two examples, right? And it's just things that she publicly said. They're not. They're not that's not saying the things that she did um, when nobody's looking. You know. That's. I mean, that's the issue. Certain things you should not say to the camera, right? If you feel unwanted, that's something you have to take up with your mans. You don't go on like a TV show and express your views how you wish guys would look at you the same way girls look at him step. That's basically what she wants. She wants to look at guys, she wants guys to look at her lustfully. Because that's how women look at Steph, lustfully. And guys are not, guys, we look at Steph Curry as a perfect guy, right? Even men, even us, even us men. Look, yeah, that's a good dude right there, man. That's his girl, man. We ain't gonna fuck with that's that man, best. girl. That's the cream of the pot. Exactly. Yeah, we ain't gonna fuck with that man, and girl, something, man. And so, something that I said, too, as men, like, you guys, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Rich, but y'all are not gonna, if you're a single man, right, and you see an attractive woman, y'all are not gonna approach a a beautiful woman and, and um, commentate on her beauty and how sexy she is. If you guys don't get anything from her, and I'm of not course. saying sex and things like that, of but course. I'm saying even just the conversation. If you're not going to get any back from the compliment, you guys yeah. are not going to put that that out there. That's yeah. just the way y'all work. Well, uh, unless unless you're old head, now uh, old heads don't right. care. Right, old heads don't get the fuck. Old heads don't care. But old heads don't care. Right, but but men hurt because she's she she just turned thirty. So so from thirty, so from basically from the ages of eight. People, let's say 35, 40, let's say 40, right? 18 or 40. Uh, because that's when you guys have the best youth, your body's on, mm-hmm. on point, everything is on point those, those ages. So you're not going to go to an attractive woman if you're not going to get anything out of it, compliment. Mm-hmm. That's just not, not the way y'all work as, as men. Even if it's just for her to turn around and say, hi, thank you so much, you know, how are you today? Even if it's just for her. That if you know she is not going to pay attention to anything that you say to her, you're not going to do it. That's just the way men work. And again, that's why I say her ass shouldn't have been with Steph Curry since she was a fucking teacher. Yeah. Because if she if, if she if she had gotten that time from 18 to 22, she would have known that that's the way men work. That's how that man works. But, but you see, this is the thing, though. A lot of people, a lot of women are looking for the Prince Charm. They're looking for Steph Curry, Right. At the age of sixteen, we, we have we have this thing right in which everybody wants to be a princess. Everyone wants to have happily ever after. And I'm not saying you. I'm not saying nobody deserves it. I'm not saying that you can't find that guy at that age. But what I'm saying is this: you I'm have sorry. you have to experience dating uh-huh. to see what you like, see what you don't like. A lot of people know what they don't like. They don't know what they like. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like maybe maybe Alicia. Maybe Aisha, she do love Steph Curry, right? But what she really want is a dark skinned tall nigga with a dick long as a cricket bat. You see what I'm saying? I mean, that's what that's maybe what she's looking for. Nigga, a cricket bat. I'm done. 
Yeah. <laughs> they niggas hear about that. That's a West. People, yeah, a lot of people don't know what that is. That's a West. It's a West Indian thing, man. You'll find it's like a. But that man's man, what she looking for? And he got to be gangster. To come over there, you know what I'm saying? Spank her on the ass. What's up? Pow! Grab her ass. Pull her over there. She wants to feel sexy. And I and look and I'm not saying Steph Curry's not that tight, but he doesn't look like he's that tight. Steph Curry, he's a nice guy. You know, his pants is always, you know, shirt stuck in his pants. He's not going to a girl, smacking on her ass, say, come here, man, bring that ass here. No, but, man, no, that's what I'm saying. I dated a guy, I dated a guy who was dating the steps, and I thought he was the roughest, he was, he was that guy to smack you on the booty like last year, girl type person. But nobody knew that. So he looks to be. No, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm not saying he's not that guy. All I'm saying is he doesn't come off that guy. All I'm saying is she might be trying to look for a real, real thoroughbred tough nigga. And I'm going to say just yeah. like that. You know, I'm not saying like, you know, Steph Curry's a bad person. I mean, you know, he, he don't got it in him. I'm just saying how she's carrying on lately is like she wants. What she wants is like one of those those tough guys. It's like this. To me, it kind of looked like the, the, the um, you ever saw that movie Temptation? Yes. The top hair yeah, somebody, actually, somebody actually said, um, compared the two, she was like, um, uh, Steph is uh, Lance Gross. Yeah, Lance Gross. And uh, the niggas, the other dude that, no, yeah. 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 But you know, that happens so often. I remember, and I got, I was, at this point in my life, I was trying to be the best guy for this girl. Right? Uh -huh. I loved her. She was the world to me, right? And it was nothing I won't do for her, right? But she wanted a nigga that was hard, like gangster, you know, you know, something different than I were. And I was trying to be that guy because who her parents were. I was trying to be, I was trying to be presentable. I was trying to be uh -huh. just Mr. Perfect. I wasn't trying to force her to sex or anything, right? But the other guy was, right? And so she ended up having sex with the other guy instead of me. Uh -huh. You see what I'm saying? And so, uh -huh. you know, and then he dissed her. And then he dissed her. So, you gotta be careful, man. You gotta go through that stage in which we know what we want. Not what we don't exactly. want. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I always say, I, I will say this so the day I die. Because it's just it's just so vital to have those ages. Like I'm so happy that from eighteen to twenty one I, I played around and I had so much fun. I partied hard, I got drunk and shit. I was, you know, going to school and you know, I was meeting these different guys, meeting guys from, from different parts of the world and um, it, it was lovely because now I, I'm twenty five years old and and we actually having this discussion with my, my dad and my uncle. He asked me, he said, you know, if you were in Aisha Curry's place, you know, with the experiences that you've had, of course, how how would you be? I said, I wouldn't have ever said or thought what she's feeling and how she thought because I had the experiences of being wanted by different men. And, yeah. and allowing them and giving them the space to show me that they want to be by courting me, by taking me out, by taking me shopping. And doing all these things, right? So, I, if I have a man who's a good stand-up dude, and the money, and the dude got cash, and obviously he got good dick because he, he got three kids, um, then I got to, then I don't have to sit there and be like, oh, I, don't, I want other men to look at me. I already have that. I don't need that shit no more. I'm good. Because every nigga that's looking at you ain't for you. That's my point. That is exactly my point. But you have to go through you have to go through these growing pains. You have to go through the heartbreaks. You have yes. to go through that dating stage in which yes. you know that these bitches ain't yes. shit. Once you figure out that these bitches and these niggas ain't shit and you find somebody that's loyal, then that's when alright, cool. I'll rock with you. That's right? it. Cause like exactly. I said, they've been together. But listen, I remember the story of them, right? Like it was a year ago. There was like girls was, you know, praising Steph Kirk as he he uh, proposed to his Taisha when they were like 20 or some shit like that. They got married and it was like, why is it y'all niggas so long? Look at Steph Curry. Well, look, look at him now. 
Look at this shit now. Uh, Take your time to get married. Take your time. Learn who that person is. Date around before you decide to get married. I'm not saying to have somebody wait for 10 years while you, you know, while you have a boyfriend or girlfriend. No, I'm saying, yeah, like your teenage years to your damn mid-20s, date around, man. Fuck some shit up. You find out what you like sexually. You know what I'm saying? You may, some girls may like a damn 8-inch dick or 10-inch dick. Some girls may like a 5-inch dick. You never know till you try it. So you try it. Exactly. Because even me, I'm 25. And I'm going back to what I was doing from ages 20, uh, 18 to 21. I mean, I'm not getting fucked up and drunk all the time, but I'm meeting different people. Yeah. I'm meeting different men. I'm putting myself out there. But I'm putting myself out there in a different mindset because now I think I'm putting myself out there because I want to find a husband. And I want to find somebody who's my person and who match, who match my fly. So whenever I find that person, that person finds me. He's, or if he's, if he's, you know, my age and older, he's gonna, he's went through exactly the same things that I've been through. So once I get with that man, that man gets with me, like we're good, we're Gucci, and that's the reason why, like, my sister has been on my case about finding a man to get married and have kids. And I told her, I was like, yo, I don't need to rush that shit because I was in a relationship for four years and it ruined the fuck out of me. I'm good. I but you were young too. You were young when you. And I was young. You were young when you started no talking business. to him. Yeah. Yes, I was twenty-one. I had no business trying to be that serious with a man, and that's why I preached this so much too. Because I had no business that serious with a guy twenty-one. But have shit. Yeah. Didn't have nothing. I mean, I didn't have shit either. But I had way more than him. But he really didn't have nothing. He had nothing to offer for me. Mentally, financially, nothing, none of that, nothing. There was, there, there's no fulfilling that 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 boy and he was a boy. That boy could provide. And what did I do? I fucked up four years of my life mm-hmm. for somebody that ain't even here right now. Yep. What the fuck do I have to show for it? Nothing. Man. Trust me, man. As a person, That's I why know. I preached it so much. You got to date. You got to casual date. You got to put yourself out there. And I'm not saying for people to be a host, but you got to go through that phase. Be a hoe. That's fine. Be a hoe. Be, no, be a hoe. Be a hoe. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's fine. You have to figure out what you like and what you don't like. What? That's usually what? how men, if men, that's how men, like, how I find out, like, I'm rocking with her, right? I had to be a hoe. I had to mess with this girl, this girl, this girl, this girl, and kind of figure out what I like. Yeah, kind of figure out what I like, what I don't like, right? And then from there, all right, this is what I like, this is what I'm rocking with. But you don't know until you get yourself out there. A lot of people's problem is this. A lot of people's problem is that we they quit to commit, right? We quit to commit to somebody who just blink an eye at us. Like, oh my gosh, you look at me, I know she want me. And we're quick to commit to that yeah. person. They're not knowing that there's three other people that's blinking your eye, that's blinking their eye at you. Look, let me see what you got. Let me see what you got. Let me see what you got. Because a lot of times, like I said before, a lot of people look at things at a scope, right? I, I dated a girl, basically, one of my girlfriends, my, my ex-girlfriend, right? I dated her basically for the image of her. Right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Meaning mm-hmm. this, right? She's in college. I'm in college. Right? She, she's pursuing a good, nice degree. I'm pursuing a good, nice degree, right? Um, she, she, you know, she's she dressed a certain way. I dress a certain way, all right? She looks good enough to bring back to your people. All right, cool. I look good enough. It was one of those things. It was imagery things, right? Now, if I didn't date around, I realized that I do not like bougie women. Why the fuck am I over here with this bougie-ass girl when I'm not a bougie type, I'm not. I'm, the, I'm not intrigued by bougie women. They don't uh-huh. intrigue me. She's a Christian. She's a Christian. Uh-huh. I'm against Christianity. That's when you dig deeper. That's why you tell people to, to, to date more. That's why I tell people to date because I wasted two years of my life because of the image of her. I'm not saying anything wrong with her. You know, much love to her. But I'm saying is I wasted time bullshit with her. 
because of how it will look. Because I was quick to commit. And I think we need to pay attention to that. You, you, you know, I can use your, your experience, for example. Quit to commit. Third day, oh, I love you. Oh, that person loved me. Quit to commit. Because somebody said I love you, you should commit to them. Because love is a feeling just like being mad and being sad. It could change. It could yes, change. absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So, that's my thing. Aisha Curry is going through her stage where she was quit to commit, not knowing the full, what, what all was going to come. Exactly, exactly. And that's, let me tell you, when I have my kids, like, I get asked all the time because I, I do preach this a lot and I've been preaching it more and more. Um, I got asked, so are you going to tell your kids that? Yes, I'm going to tell my kids from 18 to 22, I don't need to hear about letting you be serious with nobody because you need to fuck around. And I know I don't mean you need to stick your dick in everything on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Respect yourself if you say, but go find who you are because you once you find that love of your life, you will enjoy it a thousand times more. I know if I had gotten with the man that I was with at the age of twenty one, at twenty five, oh, his ass would have been kicked from. Yeah, I mean, kicked to the curb like within month three. All the way. That's the same thing with me. If I was dating, if I was dating old girl. When I was there, when I was 21, if I would have met her today, we wouldn't last. We wouldn't last one bit. That's the point, because I had to date it around. You know, you change. Times exactly. change. And you have to find a person in which they change with you. You know, not against you, but they change with you. And I think that's that's the biggest thing. I like that, yeah. You know, a lot of people don't know how to... Yeah, like, exactly. like, for example, with, with my personal growth... Me reading before before me and um my girl my gal my gal before me and my gal me and my gal start dating right I was taking an ancient literature course and she she was with me through the whole time of me exploring um ancient literature right so I'm reading Dante's Inferno I'm Hi. reading obviously my one of my favorite books you know I've, I said three million times Epic of Gilgamesh I'm reading. I'm, I'm reading a multitude of different books, right? So while I'm going trying to find, you know, past this course, I'm finding myself within the course. So shout out to anybody who's taking entry literature. Make sure y'all read those books. Um, so I'm finding myself within the course that I'm trying to pass. And so while I'm doing that, she's with me. And she's growing with me while I'm taking this journey, this spiritual journey. And so thus we are today. And that's why I appreciate her more versus the other female. I'm not saying standards wrong with her, but I appreciate her more because if I would have took her, that the other female on this journey with me, it wouldn't last. She would have fallen. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And it's just like, you know, for, for my ex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I, I let him know that I was finally doing this podcast and, and was going to use the, you remember, you know, when I was going to use the knowledge that you and I, because we were both kind of going through that journey together at the same time, you know, coming back to work and, and exchanging information, talking about these things and then deciding to, we're going to put this in, and, and put it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, he had the most negative outlook ever. And, and I remember you telling me, he was like, it's because the kind of man that he is, he doesn't want your voice to be out there because you are going to go against the grain. With how he grew up, with how his family needs, will probably need you to be or how he would need you to be. And that's when I realized, you know, and I remember you, t- you telling me, you were like, yo, this journey that you're, you're about to go on because of what you're meant to do on this earth, it's not going to work with this guy because he wants you to be straight and narrow. And that's not the kind of woman that you are. You are meant to break havoc and just, you know, do your own shit. Yeah, and, I do remember that conversation. Yes. And you know what? And that conversation stuck with you because you said you you have you are going to be that person to lead a spiritual a spiritual movement. You can't have a man like that next to you because he's not going to help. You because more. what he was what he was doing uh, was that he was trying to restrict to to be a comfort for his people, right? For example, yes. right? His 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 his, his religious background was Christianity. Uh-huh. 
right? That if you go online and you start speaking all this stuff and you're talking now, guess what happens to his family? His family go call him. Why is she talking about this, this, that, and the third? And we had that conversation. Uh-huh. Now that's going to create a rift. We have to be with somebody that who belief system is similar to ours. Exactly. Like exactly. if like, like oh, mm-hmm. last time we talked, like, and I remember last time we talked, I told him fuck the church. He was like, oh my god. I said, what you judging me now? Even though I don't give a fuck, cause I I don't want to be with him, so I just don't give a shit. I said, what you? There's a problem. He said, no. I mean, I told him. I said, I don't go to church. I said, well, I didn't know that. I said, well, obviously you hadn't been listening to me for the last two and a half years. I don't fucking go to church, so fuck church. <laughs> you know. See now, see now. Since you became this this enlightenment movement, you came, uh, you woken up <laughs> from your deep sleep. From the, you took you took the right pill from the matrix. Now, people like him, guys like him, doesn't amuse you. No, you remember I you, know. you remember you remember before it was like oh yeah you you know you was madly in love with him, and now that doesn't even amuse you like ah. Uh, no. You know, me and you and I, we're not on the same vibrations, and it's the same yes. thing with me and these um, and me and my previous exes, is mm-hmm. that me and them not on the same vibration. I could admit to you, I'm like, look, much love to you, sweetheart. I want you to grow and prosper, but mm-hmm. knowing that even before I got married, knowing that me and these people would never be on the same vibration, that everything I would say, everything I'm I, I'm about, they would they they would contradict. Exactly. And I know that that's my that's not gonna be my place. You know, I know it went in. Speaking of that, I had a conversation with one uh, with a person today. Um, they said they go to Bible study, but they don't read. I know that's weird, but this one. Wait, uh, wait. They go to Bible study, but they don't read the Bible. Yeah. Oh. They don't like wow. reading. They don't like reading. So, um, <laughs> a lot of people are like this. A lot of people go to church and just listen to what the preachers say without reading the book. I would tell you, anybody first, make sure you read the Bible. Read the Bible in the way it's written, right? And also understand ancient literature, and then you kind of get a better gist of what the Bible is saying. Because um, a lot of people don't like to read the Bible because it's so it's, it's so confusing because they don't know how to read ancient literature. So, you know, I didn't get mad because people said that the Bible is false. Well, why would you say that? I can't believe you would say that. Well, if you read, then you understand. But the problem is, you don't read. So, uh, I, you know, I like to spit my little small segment with saying that the people that make sure you read. If you don't do anything in this world, right, you have, we all have mobile devices. There are articles you can read, right? I'm not telling you to read full books. But read an article. Read this. That's Just an read something. A day. Something. Yeah. Man, don't be don't be a Kanye West and <laughs> not me. <laughs> yeah. Make sure, like you know, honest, honest. Literacy and is very imperative, right? Is very imperative because you would never know what you're signing yourself into if you don't read. And a lot of us yeah. kind of was for well, a lot of us. You know, our family forged our signature into these religious beliefs, into Christianity, into um, Catholicism, right? Mm-hmm. Because we were illiterate enough not to read. But now, you are literate. Read. Read, read before you sign that contract to any religion, to yes. any belief system. You know what's read. crazy? Because my mom did that. You know, she told me this before I embarked in the whole journey. She said, before you do it, I need you to read. I need you to research, and I need you to really know 100% that this is where you want to go in your life when it comes to your spirituality because you're going to put that imprint on your soul. So you need to do everything, that every studying, everything that you need to do before you embark on this journey. And it's crazy. Like, she even said that. So, Reading yeah, is fundamental. But that is all I got for today. God damn <laughs> oh, we got deep. We got deep on every subject. <laughs> yeah, man, but it was it, it, it was good though. It, it, it was um, it was it was well needed. You know, yes. you know, it was well needed. I think that we we had to do certain um a lot of these things because they were they were going on. They were going on. They had to get touched. 
and we touched yeah. it. Yes. So I like to thank everybody for listening. And again, this is Last Cassette. Um, John Rich, you can follow us on our social media at the Last Cassette on Facebook, at the Last Cassette on Instagram, at the Last Cassette on WordPress, um, at Egyptian. Yes, and also the last cassette on Twitter. Oh yeah, I gotta get it out. Well. I, I keep forgetting about Twitter. All right, Alicia, <laughs> at Egyptia and at uh, I Clark Kent. All right, and stay tuned for more episodes. Um, and we are coming up to our anniversary, our one year anniversary. It's like thank oh, y'all for all that. So make sure I y'all tune in. I might have a bottle. I may not, but make sure you tune in for that. <laughs> I'm so happy and I, and I definitely want to thank everybody for listening for the last year. Definitely wouldn't be um, anything without anybody listening, of course. So it'll just be us running. Yeah, us running our damn mouth. But either way, it's been such a great experience. I'm so happy that, you know, we're finally taking the leap and doing, you know, what we love to do. And I definitely hope that we get many blessings from God and the universe that this podcast grows into something bigger than us. And we can actually do this for a living. <laughs> yeah, so oh, and make sure you guys stay tuned. I will have a book coming out real fucking soon. And it's going to be free. Yes. So all you got to do is just download it. Because I'm not trying to make y'all pay for nothing. All right. (laughs) Free knowledge. So, that's it. Y'all hold it down. Peace. Bye.